Hello, I'm Rachel Eisman. And I'm Leah Burdett. And this is Own Your Home, the essential guide to becoming a badass homeowner. You can do it. <laughs> you definitely can. You know that moment when the electrician mentions he's going to replace your ballasts and you have a mini panic attack wondering what the hell a ballast even is? Do I even need that? Is it going to cost a fortune? Can I phone a friend? You're in the right spot. We got you. Stick around and learn to own your home. Today we're going to talk about event planning. We all like to host events and there are some key tips about what you can do to make it a little bit simpler. And people think you are a rock star when you just apply a couple of things to your events in your home. Here's the deal. We've all been eventless, like party-less, birthday-less, gathering-less. Because of the pandemic, because of what 2020 was, we haven't been doing a lot. And by the time this episode comes out, hopefully we'll be majority vaccinated as a country. Yeah, well is, on our way, hopefully, yeah. to herd immunity. Yeah, which is pretty fantastic. Yeah. And that means that we'll be able to start gathering again. And, I mean, I'm crazy looking forward to it. I love hosting. Same, same. Um, so I'm super, super excited about it. But I wanted to bring some tips to you guys because event planning can go from the small, you know, five people in the backyard to 200 person wedding to you know huge huge events um we have a friend who did event planning for the olympics so yes it's a that's a scale that's entirely different we are not going that that hard no no we are not going that hard that big but um you know having people in your home i i think there's a there's some people that just kind of I don't want to say get it because that's not fair. Some people that for whom that's just, it comes easy. It comes naturally. Mm -hmm. They can kind of understand how a guest might want to move through their home. And then there's a lot of people for whom that doesn't make sense. Like you just, you come to their house and you're like, but, but where's the food? Oh, it's in the fridge, but it needs to be out. And you know, where are, where is this? Oh, that's here. Well, put this here. So that's kind of the thing. Those are the things we're going to help you. Yeah. With. I mean, the essential thing to think about is what is the type of function that you're hosting, right? Is it a kid's birthday party with 10 seven-year-olds running around? Or is it an adult dinner party where you will need to seat, you know, 10 people around a table with an app plate and wine glass and proper table settings? So first of all is figuring out the type of event. Second of all is how many people and how are they going to move through the space, like you said? Yeah, I kind of like to think from the beginning, when they come to my house, what's the experience? Like, what am I trying to do? Is, it, is this a casual backyard to where it's just come in the backyard? I'm going to show you where the restroom is in the house. We have stuff, you know, drinks set up here, food set up here. Have, have at it. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Um, my huge, another big, 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 big thing for me is I like to have the food done. Like anything that I'm going to cook, mm -hmm. I have done. Other people disagree. They have no problem cooking while they have people in their house. One of my friends, my good friend, Anne, is a rock star when it comes to being able to both entertain and finish the meal at the mm -hmm. same time. I cannot. 
I can't get my, I don't want my brain to have to fight those two functions. Mm -hmm. And when I have people in my home, I want to focus on them 100%. So I will very often put Crock-Pot, Crock-Pots. I I always have like something in a Crock-Pot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine too. So if let let's go, let's work through kind of this scenario with the idea of it being maybe not a full seated fancy dinner, but a more casual dinner party for friends, right? So let's go with max ten people, and let's just walk you through how we would plan for something like that. So I like the idea of backing into it, like Leah said. What is the experience the guest is going to have, and let that lead to how you make the plan. Yes. Are you going to be mostly in the backyard? Are you going to be mostly in the house? Or is there some combo of the two? If you're in the house, what are you doing in the house? Like, is it, why would you have 10 people? You know, are you watching football? Are you watching a sporting event? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something like that. So you've got to think, where is the bulk of the event taking place? What, logistically, physically, where is where are people going to be so that you make sure you have seating, enough seating for everyone, because all of a sudden you have 10 people in your house and you're like, oh, where do they go? <laughs> exactly. Um, so seating's big. What you're going to serve, um, go ahead and plan out a menu. Even if it's just snacks, say for a football game, you know, you're going to want to have chips and pretzels and dips and whatever those items are. And once you have your menu planned, you can actually then go and choose the vessels that you will serve the items in which is my favorite part this is so weird but picking the serving ware is one of my geeky favorite parts of of having people over and be like okay i'm gonna put the cheese on this board and then i'm gonna put (laughs) that's amazing i just bought this really pretty casserole dish so i'm gonna make sure i do a casserole okay you know yeah yeah Uh, So get those things set out. I will go even as far as the night before the event, put all of the serving dishes out and put post-its in them that says dip here, chips here, casserole here, so that it's all laid out. So then we're going to continue on the the food planning journey. But as you're backing that up, right? So we've decided this this is what they're going to eat. This is what they're going to eat it out of. And this is my grocery list. So then... If you're making food, what is the timing of the making food? Does something, you know, a brisket, you have to start it three days ahead of when your guests will arrive. So you probably need to go shopping four days ahead, right? So just thinking through those details is going to make it a, make a huge difference. I tend to do a grocery shop in two parts for an event. If I have any more than like four people over. Um, and I want to cook a large, larger scale meal for people or even a a lot of snacks. And it's the, what's the stuff that I can get that can stay. And then what are the produce items I can get that I want to get closer to or the, the day before. And I always try to plan half of the cooking or as much of the cooking as I can do the day before. Mm -hmm. So that again, you're not cooking a million things a day of, that's just my own, I, I have, it will come out a lot in this episode, but I really like for the food to be done, done, done when yeah. people get there. So I don't have to think about it. Well, and I think prepping as much as you can the day before is really important because the day of is going to be busy anyway. You know, I mean, if you can get your house clean the day before and have everything kind of laid out, you can be a bit more relaxed when guests arrive. I don't mind cooking while guests are there, but I also have a really open, you know, kitchen, dining room, living room area. So if I'm cooking, we're all in the same space anyway. 
Yeah. You know? So I don't mind that, but I do like to have everything as much as possible prepped. I mean, have a drink station ready to go and at least a couple of snacks when people arrive, even if the main food will be completed later. The drink station is key. Um, once I started implementing a drink station or a drink area, and we did this um, last year. Uh, this is the summer of 2020 that I'm speaking of, when we did have a few friends over, but everyone had to be distanced and outdoor, outdoors. We came up with a drink station so that people could approach it individually and get their own drinks. But also another wonderful idea that I love is, you know, if you have uh, a cocktail, setting up a cocktail bar is actually really space-consuming. You know, unless you have a dedicated bar area in your home, that can take up a lot of space. If you're having friends over and you're just having wine and beer, that's super easy. But if you want to do a cocktail or offer a cocktail, think about doing a pitcher cocktail and just having that pre-made. You can pull the pitcher out, even if you have multiple pitchers, that one goes, you just pull the other one out of the fridge. I have one of those big, we both have Mm -hmm. those big jug, punch jugs that um, you can just set out and that is a great The key is thing to, to label it clearly so that people recognize that it's a whiskey cocktail in the drug and not sweet tea. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, you'd, you'd hate for anybody to get the wrong idea. Yeah, you don't want your, like, five-year-old drinking the, the special punch. I mean, but if they happen to, please film it for us. Um, <laughs> we can make that little drunk five-year-old go viral. No, I'm kidding. People, don't give don't your do kids that. alcohol. But, yeah, I mean, key, keeping things – it's a – Makes it so much easier if there is a station so there's something that people can self-serve, especially if it's a casual kind of thing. They're going to be happy enough to do that. Have coolers out um, with things in them, but also if people usually will show up with beer or wine or something, they can just drop it in. And it doesn't take a lot of instruction for you from you as you're hostessing and doing the other things around the party. People kind of recognize, okay, this is where I can drop my drinks or whatever I need to. Um, if you're doing potluck style, have serving utensils out and ready to go so that, you know, somebody can put their kale salad on the table and instantly grab the tongs that go with it. Um, or whatever other things. Kale salad. Doesn't everybody love kale salad? Is it just me? It's not just you. (laughs) It's not. And I have been known to eat an occasional kale salad. (laughs) <laughs> kale salad is fantastic. It's so good for you. In fact, that's I'm now craving a kale salad. Um, anyway, again, we're going to talk a lot over all of these episodes about planning and prepping. But if you create a list for yourself, you walk kind of backwards through the event, what it's going to take, and you have as much as possible laid out ahead of time so you're not scrambling the day of, it's going to be an incredible event. And... Uh, this is another like really specific like event nerd note from from me, Leah. Hi. Um, if you can think about it and plan on running your dishwasher the morning of, so that you can unload it so that it's ready to go mm-hmm. that evening. That was one of the things that I finally got drilled into my head that I drilled myself into my head (laughs) that was just that makes things so much easier on the other end that you can just load that dishwasher up apart from the fact that you're going to want most of your serving ware your silverware to be clean already so you already need it to be clean Mm -hmm. but yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's a fabulous thing um yeah I was going to say another thing to consider music 
What is the ambiance you're setting? If you're not watching a football game or something like that, you probably want to have some background music on. There are tons of Spotify playlists already created out there for you that are just easy to plug into whatever your Bluetooth speaker is and have it going. Um, but that's also a nice subtle thing to have happening in the background. Lighting. And I can't believe I'm bringing up lighting before you because you're like lighting queen. Oh, you're learning. I know. But I'm, that's the one area where I'm a, a freak about lighting is when people come over for a social event. You don't want to have too much lighting for a party, but especially if you're outside, one of the things we realized is if the party goes late, making sure if people are still outside, is there, is there enough light? Is there enough light for them to safely leave your house? That's another thing, you know, depending on where you live. I'm a little bit out in the suburbs, so things get a little darker. Nobody wants that homeowner's claim at the end of their party no. because somebody tripped getting back to their car. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but also just in, in general, if you want the party to go into the evening, make sure there's plenty of outdoor light to accommodate that. And then if you're inside, if you want the party to go into the evening, make sure there's some way to dim your lights so that you can make it a, a more fun atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, other simple details that people seem wowed by, tablecloths. Tablecloths. I love a, a tablecloth. Table over a table, put stuff on it. People are like, oh, wow, you really went out for this party. And there's, you can get some really cool cheap ones, especially if you're just, you don't, you're not matching something. It's not for like, you know, I will go to Home Goods and have like fun with the tablecloths. And getting a couple of things that you're going to keep in your own house inventory your own event inventory, it's totally worth it. You know, I mean, I have a bunch of cloth napkins. I have melamine plates. And then I actually have boxes of glassware that are specifically for events. So I think I have 24 stemless wine glasses. The stemless wine glass is mm -hmm. perfect. And it's great because you can, you know, if you're going to have 10 people over, you just pull some of them out. If you're going to have a bigger event, you can have them. And the stemless wine glasses actually work for a couple of different functions because it could obviously be wine. They're big enough that you could pour a beer into it should you want to. And they can also serve as cocktail glasses. Mm -hmm. Or if you're just having water, you know, if you yeah. just want to have a, a glass of water because uh, you're the DD or... LaCroix with a little bit of lime. Gorgeous Mocktail. in a stemless wine glass. I also invested, and I say invested, it was a Christmas gift. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I got, we spent so much time outside, and there was one time we had a mishap. One of the tables fell over, and glass broke just because it hit just the wrong way, just the wrong thing. And I was like, huh, this isn't smart. This isn't the best idea. We're, we're not near, you know, certainly if you're near a pool, do not have any glass or anything breakable anywhere near that's where you invest in the the non-breakable wine glasses and all that. But I got the, uh, it's almost, a, it's not Yeti, but it looks like it's a, mm -hmm. it's a mock Yeti, um, but wine glasses. Oh, interesting. And I have like eight of them. Yeah. They came in a pack. They were really affordable because I want to do fire uh, pit. Yeah. Fire pit summers. Yeah. So you don't want to have any glass anywhere near that when people, you know, it was it was a little nerve wracking because it was like everyone's in flip flops, but there's glass on the ground. Mm -hmm. We got to yeah, figure this out. Sure. So now it's like, okay, well, you know, because you want to stay away from the the plastic cups that you yeah. throw away. Those are the solo are not, cups that everybody's used cups. to. Yeah. I mean, they have a time and place in the world, but I mean, it's probably not. Out, but. It, well, and it's probably not at your house. I mean, I mean, you can't play flip cup with a stemless well, glass true. one <laughs> cup. There is that. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> but, you know, in, 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 in our endeavor to be kind to the earth. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Just invest in some of that. Uh, if you're going outside and you're out there a lot, it might be worth it to invest mm-hmm. in the unbreakable the unbreakable wine. stuff. Yeah, yeah, the unbreakable but reusable. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, okay, so we've kind of bounced around a bit. Do we want to pull it back together in what are our essentials for event planning in your own home? Okay, so I, I think it's thinking through how your event is going to be and what you want your guests to feel. So making it as easy as possible for them to recognize the various stations that you have. So drink station, food station, how have you set it up? Um, if they're bringing food, what are they going to need, you know, for their, to serve their dish? Make it clear where they want to, where you want them to put it. Mm -hmm. And then the decor items that set the tone for the party. So that's the tablecloth. That's the lighting. That's, you know, having risers on the table so that different things are at different heights, which always looks super fancy. You can create a riser out of almost anything. Um, Oh, a box you just got a delivery in. Yeah, a box you just got a delivery in, as long as it's sturdy enough to hold the plate and the stuff on top. Um, catering trick that's often used, but you'd never notice, is bricks. You can stack bricks, cover them in fabric, brown paper, over the table, the tablecloth runs over them. It just gives height yeah. to something, and people would never know it's sitting on a brick. Um, that's a, a quick way to make something look fancy. Tea lights. Tea lights are, you can go and you can get them. You can find them online, super cheap. You can get just the little clear glass tea light holders. That will change the look of either your indoor or outdoor immediately. And people think you really put a lot of effort into it, and really it's just, you know, throwing some tea lights out on a table. And once you buy once you buy the holders anyway, you don't need to buy them again. You've, you've got them there in your, mm-hmm. you know, your entertainment arsenal. I would say the other thing, a pet peeve of mine, if you're serving something like a, a chip or something that comes in a bag, please don't serve it in that bag. <laughs> Put it in a bowl. Put it in a bowl. Put yeah. it in a bowl. It's easy enough to do. Um, anyway, it's just thinking through, really. Go through the idea of what you want it to be and how it's going to operate. And then what are people going to need? Is the bathroom difficult to find in your house? Do you need to put a sign? Do you need to, you know, if you're a house that people don't wear shoes in the house, make a sign. Make sure that's clear unless you're going to be able to be at the door and greet every single person as they come in and say, hey, please take off your shoes. Make it clear. Make a clear spot for the shoes to go once they take them off, you know? Um, if you have pets, you know, let people know, like, we don't want the cat to go out, you know, or, and that's an easy, easily communicated with a sign. Yeah. You know, if, if there's any kind of, you know, this because you live here, but we need now, we now need other people to know this, like, yeah, definitely communicate it and maybe don't depend on communicating it verbally. Right. You just might not be there or thinking of it in the moment. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, if anybody wants to get super nerdy on event planning and parties, um, I've done Thanksgiving for my mom's family for the past several years. And it ends up being about 35 people. And we do five meals for 35 people over the Thanksgiving weekend. I have got a spreadsheet, grocery list. It's broken down into tabs by day. Things are like there's a diagram of the oven and what's going in at which different times. I did not know there was a diagram of the oven. Oh, have I never showed you this? I've seen the spreadsheet. I have not seen the diagram. There's a diagram of the oven and things get numbered as to like the various eyes on the stove and the two ovens that we can and how it all 
and I break it down that one, one, it's a lot of people to serve and it's a lot of work that has to happen to make it all go. I mean, I'm really, I love doing it, but that's my special nerdy place. Yeah. No, you all, we, we always have our own little. Yeah. Um, but you know, if anybody needs a template for how to serve a big Thanksgiving dinner. Rachel's got it. Well, I was going to say, I nerd out in literally setting up. We're lucky we have an island. We have a really big island and I clear it of everything. And I nerd out on serving people the food. So I literally go through the line. I'm like, okay, I need the napkins here because the first thing you want to pick up is a napkin. Mm -hmm. Then you need your silverware. Then you need your, your plate or bowl. And then I want you to get this dish first but you oh there's a bun involved that has to be in front you know like a, <laughs> oh, i go through that. the line i know it's when the so bun's frustrating are like when the bun is so far away and like the pulled chicken is here and you're like wait how do i do i put the chicken on the plate and then i go get the bun no the bun and the and then you're screwing up yeah. the line because you're going back it's it feels like you're coming back and forth <laughs> i i will i will spend time thinking of when I make my plate, what do I want my plate to look like? And mm -hmm. that's how I set it up around the island, which I know my, if my mother's listening to this right now, she's rolling all of her eyes. She only has two, <laughs> but she's rolling them because she's like, only my daughter would think of that. No, not. not only her daughter, because I would do the same. Our friend Bev would do the same. And we've yep. got several friends. And now you guys are all going to do the same because you start to get into it and you're like, oh, yeah, it does just makes it a little bit easier. And everyone has their thing. Also, when we were saying my brother likes to plan events, and he has done a ton of events. My niece's birthday parties are legendary in, in Harrisburg. His big thing is decor. Mm -hmm. I don't concentrate as much on decor as he does. If we put our forces together, we would be unstoppable probably. Yeah. But the, his thing is he has got decor like down pat. I tend to focus more on food and drink. So maybe the takeaway is figure out what, lights you up and kind of focus on that, right? And if you're doing something that you enjoy doing just to set the tone and make it feel special for your guests, then it will. And everybody is going to be happier. Yeah, they're your friends. At the end yeah. of the day, they're your friends. We're just kind of giving you tips and tricks to make it less stressful on you. You know, Ina Garden, her big thing is, you know, do not make all that food yourself. Like, you make some and you buy some. And that's a very, very smart idea. If you're going bananas, you don't have to make dessert. You yeah. know, you can buy dessert. People make really, really good desserts. That and That's for sure. Nobody wants a dessert that I've baked because basically I'm not a baker. I can cook all day long, but following precise directions with like exactly one cup of flour, I'm like, oh yeah, that's roughly a cup. Oh, <laughs> roughly a cup. No, she didn't say that. It makes my ears hurt. Um, I like- <laughs> Don't worry, I'll never make you a pie. Thank you. That's the sweetest thing. I like doing dessert because it's just Wade and I. I love baking, but I try not to bake just for the two of us because then all of a sudden you have a cake for two people and that's, that's a lot. I mean, I'm a person. You could share a cake. I could just, you, all of a sudden, you're like, what is this cake on my porch? And I'm like, I made dessert. It's a drive-by deserting. Anytime. Drive-by deserting, welcomed. <laughs> but I, so when I have people over, it gives me the opportunity to um, try a recipe that I yeah. haven't tried. Although I tend to go with like the tried and trues, you know. Oh, another thing. And this is, you have to realize, is this you or not? If you're cooking, do you need to do a practice run on your food? I am not a practice run person. If I'm trying out a new recipe, we're all trying out a new recipe. <laughs> and the pizza man is on standby. I say exactly the same thing. This is experimental dining. Yeah. <laughs> may or may not work. Yeah. 
Pizza is not far off. Not far off. We, we got, we're going to eat tonight, yeah. everybody. We, we're going to eat. I definitely had the dinner party fail a couple of years ago where I was trying a new recipe. I wanted to do um, barbecued short ribs. And I just mistimed everything. I couldn't get the grill to the temperature I, that I wanted. And it kept kind of going out and it wasn't holding steady. And I, I invited everyone over for a seven o'clock dinner and it was 10 30 before we ate and I was so embarrassed and everybody was just laughing and you know but to me that was like oh my gosh I cannot believe this because you know I also eat like a 70 year old where I want to eat dinner between four and six so seven was my accommodation for my friends (laughs) you were already and then by 10 o'clock I was beyond hangry and stressed that was not an early bird special no it was not it was difficult but there were appetizers there were things and like I said my friends are great and we're super laid back about it but to this day it's one of those things I'm like oh my gosh I still think about a friend of mine in California and and she is a consummate hostess I think this was we were young you still you're still kind of getting the hang of it but we had she had some people over and I think the group just grew bigger than what she thought it was a Friday and just everyone mentioned it not go go over their house go over their house after she had made all these really beautiful hors d'oeuvres but it was a limited amount of hors d'oeuvres, and we, like, went through it. But there was still a lot of drink. And I just remember going to her and being like, people are getting drunk. Like, we have to feed them. This this was for your girlfriends, but everyone's uh, significant other has also shown up. So we need to feed people. And it was like, okay, taquitos. <laughs> Let's do this. Not a bad idea to have things in the freezer that you can pull out and just have available really quickly. Because running out of food is the a worst. difficult – Yeah, it's a difficult thing to deal with. You know, Trader Joe's has amazing, like, frozen foods that you can just it was throw into the oven. It was a blanket that I had. Yeah. Especially I mean, around the holidays. When they know that people are entertaining, they really pull out all the stop. I think we've all been to someone's house where it kind of feels like they didn't put any effort in other than inviting people over. You know? Yeah. Where you're like, did you, did, did you think about us actually being here or you just wanted to see people? What's going on? Or you go to someone's house... I'm sorry. If this was ever you, I apologize. But if this is you, I, I would really encourage you to not do this anymore. You go to someone's house for a party, especially if there's alcohol involved, but there's no food out. That's that. You can't do that. Put some nuts out, something. If there's alcohol, there you should ha- be food. There has to be there food. Has to be I food agree. At the same time. Even if it's not full stop food, even if it's nothing homemade, you can run to the store and get something, put it in a bowl. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The essentials of what we're, we're coming down to here is put a little bit of thought into it. Just a little. You don't have to put a ton and you don't have to put a ton of effort into it because you can seriously whip up something for your friends and family pretty easily. Um, but that's the key thing. Put a little bit of thought into what their experience is going to be and then you'll rock it. So I realize as we're talking about this, for both of us, it's pretty simple. I get excited about it and we actually have mentioned a lot of extra work. <laughs> We're like, it's easy. Just do all of these things. It's fun. As long as you have 25 extra hours in your week. Uh, You know, there's someone at home that's like, I have to visualize my guest's experience. Oh, no, this is never happening. I'm uh, never having people over again. (laughs) Right. You can do it. It'll be just fine. Just take whatever nuggets of information that appeal to you from this entire podcast and you're good to go. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today. Hit us up if you have any questions.
Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or any other homeowner projects, visit our website, jolieresidential.com. That's J-O-L-I residential.com. And follow us on social media at Jolie Residential on both Instagram and Facebook. And if there's anything you'd like for us to cover in future episodes, please feel free to hit us up on any of our social media pages or send us an email through our website. You too can be a badass homeowner.